Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Relationship Goals. I'm Fofo. It's hashtag behind relationship goals. You just said relationship goals. Oh my God, why did I say that? It's happening. It's the quarantine. Anyway, take two. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Behind Relationship Goals. Salamat naman na itama mo. This is Bones and I'm Fofo. Fofo. And this is Soba. For those who are listening on Spotify, Anchor, wherever there it's just audio, it's on YouTube and you can see Soba sleeping always on our lap. At any rate, we are nearing two weeks of being in lockdown and it has been quite the experience. I think it's taken... A toll, would I say? It's taken a toll. It's affected us greatly it's emotionally, us. physically, mentally. And we basically just wanted to give everyone an update. We know everybody is also very much affected by this and also feeling all sorts mm-hmm. of feelings and emotions. Um, so hopefully, once again, we can find solace in knowing that other people are also feeling the same thing. And I, because I, I know it, it feels nice to know, to give someone a call and to make them try to feel better and they're going to do the same for Mm-mm. you so hopefully this podcast can also be a relief yeah. from the lockdown situation and anxiety that it inevitably brings to us yeah so here's an update on what's been happening so far bones so it's almost been two weeks and i think <laughs> i've only left the condo once and that was just to buy groceries one time and that's it for the rest of the quarantine, I've just been inside the condo. I haven't even gone downstairs to get anything. Um, so that's been my situation so far. And how has that been for you? Like you have, out of the seven people living here in the condo at the moment, I think you have been out the least. Yeah. You've literally been stuck inside this box. Yeah. So how has that been? Honestly, now that I look back on you know, my work and the things that I did in the past. Um, when I did Miss World, we did a lot of traveling and people would always ask me, what does it feel like to go to these different countries? But honestly, it felt like I was doing business trips and I was just stuck in a hotel the whole time. Most of the time even, like when we weren't traveling, I'd just be in a hotel because I couldn't go out. Um, I was scared to go out, so I would just be cooped up in a room. And that's exactly what it feels like right now. It feels like I'm on one of those work trips and I'm just stuck inside not even getting to explore Um, so I would say that somewhat I've been through an experience of being cooped up in a place for a while it's not a bad thing but I have experienced that so you've been cool with it so far so far I'm cool with being inside a condo for X amount of time for two weeks you've been okay for two weeks um, it hasn't really affected my well-being, I would say. Um, it hasn't affected... I haven't gotten cabin fever. So I know that's like an issue for other people. Now they get cabin fever. They want to go out. They get anxiety when it comes to things like this. But in my situation, being inside the house has not been a problem for me. Um, for me, on the other hand, um, I actually feel relatively okay as well. I'm quite cool with... Um, being cooped up in this place. I've gone out maybe three times. So uh, twice to buy certain things outside in the grocery and then once for the bank just a while ago. But I've been able to keep myself busy. Uh, just like Bones, cabin fever hasn't been an issue. And I think the reason for that is work has been good training for you and me. Yeah. When we think about it. Because 
when we're taping, we're taping for anywhere between 20 to 30 hours. And we're in a tent that's maybe like 20 feet by 20 feet big. And the ceiling is not that high. I mean, I could literally raise my hands and I'm touching the ceiling of the tent. Uh, we're cramped up. Usually we're around two six. to f- two to six people. So it varies depending on the day. I guess I've mastered some techniques to be able to keep me busy because there are times you're not doing anything for 10 to 20 hours at a time during yeah. taping. It does happen. Even when you're waiting for events, there's a couple of hours that you have to wait. So we've had a lot of practice trying to keep ourselves busy mm-hmm. and at the same time not getting irritated because getting irritated at work is probably the worst thing that could happen. So Yeah, it's basically 90% waiting and 10% working on some days. And we really have to put in a mindset na okay, there's a reason why I'm waiting. So I need to be patient. So we've learned to extend our patience when it comes to lull time. Yes, and on the other hand, outside of me and Bones, I have heard the opposite because because we're used to it, others are not. And I empathize with them. Yeah. Uh, one example would be Lauren. Lauren, Bones' sister, was talking to us and she said she was crying for a couple of days and we wondered why because we were okay so we were very curious what was affecting her so the first one was cabin fever lauren likes going out she likes being out and about socializing she's very close to her friends and the second thing which obviously didn't hit me was that she wasn't she hasn't seen her boyfriend in the past two weeks there's been no physical interaction or communication with them her boyfriend is her support system aside from family so having your loved one as your support system tapos biglang they're not there by your side can affect you greatly especially if prior to the lockdown or the quarantine you were with your significant other almost every day almost every day and then all of a sudden without any warning we had a one or two day warning lockdown na and you couldn't see them Mm -hmm. so now I understand after talking to Lauren oh yeah that can be really really difficult Megan and I are just lucky we got married and now we're living together so parang that honeymoon stage and that high of being together all the time is also helping us get yeah. through it, right? Yeah, it has been. And then Soba is an addition to the family and Soba has also made dull moments a bit more exciting. It's just a lot of factors that have helped us but we also know that the opposite is something that others are feeling. What I've been doing recently is that I've been reaching out a lot more to friends that I haven't spoken to in a while. If I see them post something like, oh, I'm alone or... Uh, don't know what to do with my day or what have you guys been up to. I send them a message or I give them a call. So we have like a little FaceTime just to have interaction. Because How has that been? I'm so curious. Like, um, like what is their reaction to that when you give them a call? Um, well, these are friends that I'm really good friends with. It's just that we haven't seen each other in a while. So there hasn't been catch up. So it's, I guess it would be pleasantly surprising to some friends because of the time that we haven't spoken to, tapos biglang, ah, okay, mag-uusap ulit tayo. Like, what's up? Like, is there something wrong? Parang ganun agad yung naisip nila siguro. Okay. But it's really just a moment to like, catch up with each other and check up on each other to see how everyone's doing. So, kinakamusta namin isa't isa. Like, earlier, I was talking to a friend of mine and I called her because I was actually worried because she was pregnant and she's been through, you know, she's had anxiety going through things about delivering in a hospital etc etc so as a friend i wanted to just 
check up on her to see how she was doing and let her know na, hey, if you need someone to talk to, you can always call me. That's really interesting, Bones, because now that I think about it, that is something I would never do. Or, uh, or maybe on a more stereotypical level, that's something that maybe guys would not do as often, at okay. least in my head. Okay. So I would not call up a friend whom I haven't spoken to, even though we're close. It just wouldn't come to mind. But if I did that right now, if I stopped the podcast, got my phone, and called a friend whom I haven't talked to, pero close naman talaga kami, I think it would be a nice conversation. And I, yeah. I can imagine that you know feeling very nice for me and my friend. Say, hey, kamusta ka na? Uh, how are things over there? Mm-hmm. Like maybe calling Mando, a friend of mine who lives in Singapore. Yeah. That would be really nice. Yeah, because in some ways, you're not only helping the well- well-being of your friend, but you're also helping your own well-being. Because I didn't think that my spirits would be uplifted. I just wanted to, you know, lend out a hand and talk to someone, a friend. And in the process, I realized after our phone call that I felt lighter. I felt mm-hmm. better that I was able to reconnect with a friend and that we were able to catch up. Yeah, that really is nice. So maybe a challenge for everyone. I, I would rather you pause the this podcast, pick up your phone and call a friend whom you haven't spoken to. I think it will be eye-opening for you guys. I just might do that after we shoot this podcast. So anyway, as we continue... Mm-hmm. The next topic we'd like to discuss is food. So food is a very important and stressful topic, I would say. It is because it's a basic human need. And uh, it's a basic human need that has a lot of uncertainty because you hear news about possible supply shortages. Or possible lockdown, like nothing's coming in or out. And it's scary because most of the time, news it's fake news. You have a lot of fake news coming out about certain rules of the lockdown being changed and people panic yes and i saw the panic firsthand i mentioned a while ago that i left the house for the first time so i went to the bank so it was just home bank deposited a check and then went home but on the way i saw an sm hypermarket a mcdonald's and a jollibee Ang daming koche. Sobra. Grabe. the drive-through lanes of jollibee and mcdonald's were insanely full Oh, can I also say, I think one of the reasons why the fast food chains were full is because there was a post that came out earlier this morning that they were selling their frozen goods that you could cook later at home. Then I guess that's adding as well because I heard that these lines have been there since day one. So, mas hahaba pa siguro ang pila sa mga drive-thru. I was amazed. Even the Mercury drug and the Watsons that I saw there were still lines going inside the place. Of course, it was nice to see that people were practicing social din- distancing. The lines had big gaps between yeah. the people. But heading two weeks into this lockdown, the panic is obviously still there. Yeah. The preparation, people feel like they're always ill-prepared because yun nga, my anxiety and my fear. Eh. So that was surprising for me to see. I didn't know what to expect and that's what I saw. And it's hard because... With uncertainty, you don't know how long this is actually going on for. Yes, there's in the news, nakalagay na hanggang April 14 or 15. But at the back of our heads, we're always thinking, what if humaba pa to? Like, will I have enough? How often will I have to go out? And I'm sure that's also a raising concern for parents who have children, who have young kids, newborns. Um, one of my friends was... Um, getting anxiety thinking of if she had enough supplies for her newborn. 
And yeah. that was a raising concern for her. She's like, how long is this going to go on for? Because I can't risk going out every so often when this when I hear like different kinds of news because I don't want to risk my baby catching coronavirus. That is true. And speaking about food supply, what has been our style? Because here in our household, we try to be very conscious. And we said that in the first podcast, but now that we're almost two weeks in, what style or what kind of rationing have we done here? Well, what I've noticed that we've done with our food is we get the basics and we try to change it up. Like one basic meal that we always have is we have curry almost every other day. Then the way that we change it up is we make it with chicken. We can make it with beef or we make it just like a vegetable curry. Actually, to clarify what Megan just said, we make a batch of curry sauce and we kind of just slap it on whatever ulam we make. Yeah. So... Um, I o- actually only eat chicken breast. I eat chicken breast and brown rice four, three to four times a day. And yeah. that's it. So I'm on a completely super strict diet. One, because, hey, I mean, as a bonus, why don't I try to be a bit sexier during uh, okay, this time? Yeah. Healthier, and two, yeah. it actually saves food because I'm on a calorie restriction and I can easily portion my food and I know exactly how much food I'm taking. And that takes a lot of the guesswork out. Because at least I'm not scared of overbuying or underbuying when we do the groceries, when I'm counting how much more chicken and how much rice we have. I know how much I have for how many more days. So being on a strict fitness diet actually helps. And I'm avoiding junk food, so unnecessary spending, Mm -mm. unnecessary storage of other items. So I just thought that, okay, I can hit multiple birds with one stone by doing this kind of diet. And that has been my personal style to be able to contribute to rationing the food at home. And just so everybody knows, this is how Mikael has always eaten. (laughs) He can survive on one type of food. He can survive on chicken, rice, and eggs. Okay na siya. Kahit yun ang kainin niya five times a day, hindi siya magre-reklamo kasi hindi siya nagsasawa sa food. Even if that's all he's eating. But overall, I don't, complain because um, I have a food show yeah, and I have time to eat and whenever I have that food show or whenever we go out, the few times that we go out Mm -hmm. the restaurants, I appreciate those times that we go out even more, like a hundred times more to be honest with you or when we go out and have a nice snack or food that's outside of my diet it makes it so much more satisfying so for me, when I'm eating my normal brown rice and chicken breast Okay lang rin sa akin. And we should share our staples in our food supply. Like this, even before pa, this is how we would buy our groceries. Our staples are brown rice, chicken, tuna in can, um, oatmeal. Many spices. Many spices to give flavor. I like fruits, so I get mango, pomelo, and apples. And then for veggies, I'm usually more my veggies than Mikael. So if there's stock in the supermarket, especially now since nagkakaubusan, I usually get okra and talbos ng hamote. And just to jump off what you just said, I noticed that I've been to the grocery, uh, a couple of people have been to the groceries here as well, laging ubos ang vegetables Super. sa grocery. So, top three na laging ubos, veggies, alcohol, alcohol, and bread. 
You know like how always. In fairness, junk food is always stocked. I don't know if it's because madaming supply lang talaga. Yeah. But veggies, alcohol, and bread almost always ubos before lunchtime. And it's so funny how in the U.S. ang ubos sa kanila is toilet paper. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I guess like, iba-iba yung priorities ng cultures, eh, no? Because they don't have tabo. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why they don't have <laughs> it. Tama, tama, tama. <laughs> All right. Um, so, moving on to lighter things. Um, what have you been doing to pass the time? Oh, I think boredom is a huge problem for most people. And let's not belittle these things, these issues and concerns. These are real because boredom can lead to uh, mental health problems. Boredom can lead to people not making uh, rational decisions. Yeah. So I think that every little problem has to be given its due respect. Yeah, we all have different problems that we go through mm-hmm. and we should acknowledge them and, you know, like you said, not belittle them. Just because they're not your problem doesn't mean that it's not a problem for someone else. Exactly. So for boredom, I think we should give some tips. I think we see this a lot in news articles on Twitter. Like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Oh, oh my God, da, da, da. So yeah. what have you done? Well, I start my morning like I always start my morning even before quarantine. I wake up and I check my game. Because I like playing games. I know that everybody enjoys playing video games. But I would suggest if there's something that you like, whether it's reading a book or even just going outside to get some fresh air, just step outside your house, I think that's also a big factor. Some Find something that you like doing and start your day with that because it sets the tone for the rest of your day. To give you guys... Uh a more specific and detailed look into what we've been doing to keep ourselves busy. Bones has been playing Animal Crossing. Yes. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. And? And I recently downloaded Lupon RO server. So she downloaded Ragnarok Online Classic. And she's going to be playing that for the time being. But I think Animal Crossing is something she highly recommends. So yes. for those who have a Switch, you can try that out and you might see her online. For ourselves, Bones and I have been watching Kingdom. Yes, we haven't been watching series for a long time already and it's because we've been consumed with work. But since we're at home and we have a lot more time on our hands, obviously, we decided let's watch something together. This is the first time that we've decided to watch a show together since Stranger Things Season 1. And if you guys know the story about Stranger Things Season 1, then you'll know exactly what Fofo is saying between the lines. Yeah. Um, But Kingdom has been amazing. And what I love about the series, it's on Netflix, is that it's only six episodes long per season. So, it's not para sa akin kasi It goes pag, straight to the point. That's why. Mahaba, there are a lot of filler episodes. Yung tipong 24 episodes in one season. What I love about K-dramas is that they have build-up to the characters. But you're right. Sometimes I feel like it's too dragging. Because I'm so used to other TV shows, like for example, Westworld or et cetera, et cetera, like the Western ones, na derechahan na. Yeah, so that's basically our entertainment uh, sharing. And maybe just one last observation before we get to the news. One last observation is we're on, we're pretty high up, we're in a, we live in a condominium, and I can clearly see and feel that the air has been cleaner during this lockdown. Yeah. How about you? Do you see it? Do you notice it? Yeah, that's why I hang out the balcony a lot because the air just... I mean, literally from this position, I can see the mountains over there. 
that would just be clouds or it would be smog. a bit foggy. Yes, yeah, smog. smog. So that's been nice. I mean, we have to look at the positive side of things. I mean, I know things are bleak and things are very scary, but it's nice to know that this is what Metro Manila looks like when there's no pollution. And I think it's a goal that we can strive for once we've moved past this crisis, right? Yeah. This would be amazing for everybody to have air this clean looking. And I'm sure health-wise, it would also help a lot of people. So basically, that was our experience so far in this quarantine. The goods and the bads and how it's affected us. But there's a lot of news going around and this news online keeps us up to date with what's happening in the world. Every night I go to bed and I read Wow, for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes if there's a lot of news coming out, even for an hour. Because I want to stay updated. I want to know what is happening. And I'm sure a lot of other people are doing it. And we all have developed our own opinions of what we've read. And we want to share some of our own opinions right now. Um, before we get to that, the first thing is we'd like to share how we've been helping. Yeah. So, Mikael and I, I mean, there's a lot of places where you can offer help to, even if you're in the comfort of your own home. One is by donating money. If you have the means to give a little extra, you can do that from the comfort of your home with people that you may know that are helping out in the field. Yeah, there has been one discussion about this, though, that Bones and I have had. There are so many ways to help now. If you go on Instagram, Twitter, or websites, you can see like at least 30, 40 different Instagram posts to different organizations, groups, individuals, where you can donate money. And we had a discussion that it's actually difficult trying to decide where to give it. Yeah. So we had to come up with our own uh, parameters. Like what will help us decide where to give our resources, where we can share our resources. Mm -hmm. And what we came up with was that for the bigger ones, whom we know others will give, we decided, okay, let's put that aside. Yeah. Why don't we look for people who are closer to us, whom we actually know that are trying to make an effort. And the reason why I did that and we're choosing that is because imagine... If you and I tried to make an organization to help frontliners, to give them food, yeah. and we ask for help from other people, and nobody gives anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we understand their money might be going somewhere else, yes. but for you and me, that would feel horrible, right? Yeah. But I would feel so bad. It's like, Bang, oh, you want to help so much, but it's not happening. It's, I mean, we would, there would be so much doubt. Do they not trust us? Or can we not... Is there not enough resources or people who are willing to share to be yeah. able to give to us so we can help others? Because we have an honest, uh, we have an honest goal here. Yeah. So Bones and I decided to reach out to friends who are doing their own things to help our frontliners, and we chose them specifically because when you share to them, you empower them. Yeah. You empower the people who they're helping. It just creates better vibes all around. Yeah, and these friends that we extend our help to, they're also helping out uh, the smaller communities na hindi agad na reach 
ng mga resources. So one example is me and my high school friends put together a group where we're trying to raise funds to bring protective gear to the hospitals in Olongapo. One of the reasons why we're helping out the hospitals there is because one, we're all from there. We grew up there. And two, we have a lot of schoolmates, friends, classmates that are doctors, nurses, hospital staff in these hospitals. And we wanted to be able to reach out to them. Yeah, so that's true. We're helping the smaller people uh, the smaller groups who are looking to help the niche areas that mm-hmm. don't always get enough attention. Yes. So now, on to the news. What's our first news article that you want to talk about? I know you have a lot. Yes. Well, I think this one is pretty. It's a pretty hot topic. And it's pretty controversial because I think it was yesterday or two days ago that Cojopamental came out saying that he's COVID positive. And he found out Dao while he was in the hospital with his wife who was about to give birth. Now, the controversy here is that supposedly he already knew about his test results before going into the hospital. Okay, so that's the controversy there. Now, of course, we all have our own opinions about this. But one thing that has been really been bugging me is... One, you already took the test because you feel like you might have it or you've been exposed to people that have the virus. Why would you even go to the hospital in the first place? Why would you put potential lives at risk if you already knew na, oh gosh, I might be at risk here and I might be putting other people's lives at risk? Like, did he not think about that before going to the hospital? Um, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that he failed to err on the side of caution. Yeah. And that's exactly what you had to do. I mean, it's one thing to say, hindi pa naman ako positive. Wala pa namang resulta ng test. Yes, those are the facts. But the thing is, because you are not 100% sure, you were giving a probable chance that you could infect other people, other frontliners who have uh, who have so much responsibility to take care of the sick. Mm. So I think that that was negligence and irresponsibility. Like he could have been more careful. Yes. He could have been more careful. And I get the fact that he was thinking about his wife and that his wife needed a safe delivery. But like people say again and again, this is the time where you should be the most transparent. I mean, even if there wasn't a pandemic going on, be transparent with your doctors, with the people that are around you. He could have given them a heads up na, hey, I took the COVID test. Uh, ano ba yung possibility na pwede natin gawin? Should my wife give birth anytime? What can we do if we are PUIs or PUMs? I think the question that had to be asked and answered was that, what is the safest choice for me? So he knows he was exposed. He took the test. So there was a chance yeah. that he had uh, COVID. Yeah. So the safest choice was for him to just completely quarantine and isolate himself already. If there was a 0% chance that he would infect someone, of course, go to your wife. But the thing is, you the put The fact that he took the test already. Yeah. If there was a chance for me, 1%, 0.5%, any kind of percentage. Don't even risk it. Yes, you don't risk it because you don't know how far that spread is going to be. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. Um, maybe just another example to drive the point home was that Megan had uh, parang a second degree contact with someone infected. So yes. uh, there was someone who was infected who was positive and then a workmate met with that person 
and then Megan met with the workmate who uh, to a week after the, yeah who so who met the infected person but when we found out we made sure that Megan did not go out of this condo yeah. like if people had to go groceries Megan was not an option to go out at all yeah and she showed she showed no signs of any symptoms two weeks w- after yeah we just wanted to be really really sure because we wanted to try to be responsible about it and we felt that that was the best way we could contribute to uh, this crisis yeah so for me if you feel that you might be at risk or you might have coronavirus i mean take extra precaution let people know what's happening para wala nang gulatan so after all this mental stuff, syempre the hospital gave out their statement and of course they were upset because syempre you put doctors' lives at risk. They have to be put into quarantine because they don't know if they got the virus or not. And I'm not sure if this is, if this is what's happening, but what I read in an article is that the DOJ said that they would look into it if someone filed a complaint. So... Why is it that they need to act if there's a complaint when he already breached protocol? Because there was another article that I saw and I made dalawang health workers on a motorcycle na magkapatid who were going home from the hospital. Tas hinuli sila ng police and they were charged 5,000 pesos for not practicing social distancing. So if these people get fined, why can't the DOJ act on the cocopimental case? Kahit wala pang complaint. That's true. I mean, if I were to be try to be non-biased, yeah, why is there no equality in terms of treatment of violations? Mm-hmm. But the second thing, um, I think coming from the DOJ, they were, I don't know, I'm not sure. Maybe it was something to do with prosecution or whatever. Um, there, maybe there's something technical that they're using that they can't press charges. I'm not sure. So I'm not an expert on that, but I do agree with what you said that I think there should be equal treatment when it comes to people who violate the rules and regulations of this lockdown. On to the next news, I think there's one article or one piece of news that has definitely gotten our attention. It's that some of the bigger hospitals here in Metro Manila are actually at max capacity when it comes to taking care of COVID patients. Mm -hmm. And that's surprising and that's extremely scary and that's exactly what the quarantine measures and the lockdown measures are seeking to avoid. Yeah, because we're trying to lessen yung pagpunta ng hospital kung wala ka naman talagang symptoms. Or flatten the curve as most people have been yes. using. And of course, we don't want to override our healthcare system because there's only so much that our healthcare workers can do for us. And they're trying their best. They're really being grilled to the ground. They're putting their lives at risk. So... The quarantine has been helping all of us out in the long run. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's nice to know that the hospitals are not overloading themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to know that it's not their fault that they have a maximum capacity to to accept. Yeah, because they also have other patients with other concerns as well. Yeah. So now it's our turn as a people, as Filipinos, as a nation, to really pull through with this quarantine so that less and less people get sick, less and less spread of the infection happens. And eventually, over time, hopefully, we can get through this. The last news article I'd like to discuss is over the recent week, we've seen 
an exponential rise in infections in the western countries. It's been like parang biglaan na lang Spain, Italy, and US. the U.S. now comprise, I think they're nearing the top three in terms of number in, of infections and fatalities. Mm-hmm. And what has been your, what are your thoughts on that? I saw a video on Facebook the other day about spring breakers complaining about the coronavirus and how it's been affecting their party life. And one thing that I have to say to them is you are so insensitive and selfish for thinking this way because all they're thinking about is me, 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 my fun, 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 fun. There are always long-term effects and consequences to small actions because the way that I see it is they're complaining about their leisure. It's so different from people wanting to go out and trying to earn a living because they work on a no work, no pay basis. Well, I'm, my my observation from this is that coming from a develop, developing country, and then you see these the very developed countries, like top five economies in the world, I think culture and what we're used to has played a big role in the reactions to this crisis. Uh, what I mean by that is that in the U.S. and in Europe, they're used to freedom. Yeah. To being able to live, you know, the way that they want to with high minimum wages, being able to travel the world, even though you're a minimum wage worker. Uh, They have all these uh, freedoms and luxuries that when the government suddenly decides to impose rules that hinder their freedom, I don't think they're as accepting of it. Parang they're like freedom over health or whatever something like that it's just not used it's just such a bigger change for them yeah that's why i think it's hard that's why i feel that it's maybe a harder adjustment because for us in the developing countries we're we've we go through a lot i mean when we go through calamities um funding is a difficult uh is a difficult aspect that we have to deal with mm-hmm. in terms of reparations yeah. and helping other people out in terms of accessibility and technology obviously we're building palang we're growing palang eh. yeah so we have these hardships already so when you lock us down the adjustment isn't as big as compared to the developed countries although mm-hmm. that is not an excuse i think it's just an observation maybe that is one of the reasons why it's been more difficult to curb the spread of covid in the developing in the developed countries simply because they're having a more difficult time adjusting to the rules of lockdowning or being quarantined or po- possibly because they don't see the gravity of it also that too cuz that was one thing that i observed from seeing like these interviews and videos online is they didn't see the gravity of it because they were like i'm healthy i'm well i'm fit i can i can get through this but they don't see the reality of it and maybe one other thing, capitalism is definitely a factor because people have been fueled by greed because of the capitalist culture that has developed in our in our time, really. Mm-hmm. That we're so focused on material things, so people would rather just go to work rather than choose their health or the health of others. So priorities have changed because, because of capitalism in our time. I think that those are my couple of insights into why those countries have such a high degree or rate of infection at the moment. Well, it's been two weeks since the quarantine has started and we have a couple more weeks to go. 
hopefully everyone is staying safe and well and healthy. And of course, props to all our health workers working out there, saving lives and putting your lives at risk to help flatten the curve and to help us and to help us get through the coronavirus pandemic. Um, just to end on a lighter note, um, I put up a vlog. Uh, the first vlog regarding our lockdown situation, something that I want, something that I wanted to share with everyone. Um, the second thing is we'll be coming out with more vlogs. Maybe uh, the food situation here. We're all gonna cook our specialties. Mm -hmm. I might make another vlog about Solba and how we've been taking care of her during this time. So maybe just lighter topics because the news, this pod, this particular episode, I think has been. Uh, dealing with more sensitive and heavier topics. So I just wanted to let you guys know that we're going to be doing that. And another thing which maybe you guys want to emulate, it's your choice. One thing we've been doing as a family and as a household is that every day we try to take a photo. Mm -hmm. One photo. And uh, the reason for it is simply because we have time to do it. And you never know, you might look back at this day, this time, and just say, oh, okay, this was us during lockdown. Yeah, It's just something that you can put into your daily routine. Um, I try to ask the different household members to direct, like, you choose the pose, where we're going to take the photo, how yeah. we're going to take the photo. Although recently, it's really just been me directing. <laughs> but that's what I would like. So I've been sharing some of those photos on Instagram. I'll be sharing more over time. I just don't want to bombard you with family photos every day. Yeah. But... Yeah, thank you so much for being with us and watching and listening to this podcast. I hope you guys all stay safe, wash your hands, and we'll get through this soon. See you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.